When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Choose from a great selection of digital coupons and use them up to five times in one transaction. Check our app for details. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Welcome back, everybody, to the Coach Steve Show podcast. Before I get going, please like and subscribe on the YouTube channel, the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Like, subscribe. Podcast can be listened to anywhere, Spotify, Apple, Google, uh, Pandora, iHeartRadio, all that good stuff. Please like, subscribe, share out. Please give it a four or five-star review or leave a nice review. If you've got nothing nice to say, then just leave it alone. Just pretend like it never happened. Don't take the energy out to do it. Please and thank you. It really helps me out. Um, Slowly growing, really excited, upgraded some of the stuff. It's really exciting. Um, So please go do all that. The Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. It's on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, all that stuff. It's everywhere. Um, Really glad it's everywhere for people to listen to. Um, Please give it a five or four star review. Please don't tell and leave a bad review like I had the other day on Apple. Really brought the mood down, but you know what? I'm still going to do this. I enjoy it. I enjoy talking to people. I enjoy recapping sports. That's what I'm going to do. So I just want to start the show off with that. So please do all that for me. I really appreciate it. I try to do the same for everybody else, no matter what. Um, so I really try to do that for people. Um, getting the, Things are going to uh, or more time for me, so I'm going to get more great guests on here. We're going to do a lot more. If Brad and Nathan want to get paid crypto money instead of real money, they will come back on as well. As you can see, upgrade a little bit of the microphone. I've got this other thing. It's just great. Um, so just starting off with that. Um, to start this particular show off, I want to leave you guys an inspirational quote that we should all try to do. And it's great for when they're professional sports. It's a great quote to start with. These shoulders were built for a reason. If it takes me putting some more on top of them, so be it. Win, 
lose, or draw. I am ready for the challenge. That's a quote for you guys to just know to put on your shoulders. Times are tough. Put on your shoulders. You can handle the challenge. Dark mode. Then you can post a gladiator thing later. When they doubt me, you put the gladiator up on your Instagram. Of course, I'm talking about LeBron James. We can't go on the podcast and not talk about LeBron James. It's been a while. I got told like when, so the Lakers got knocked out by the Suns. And I got immediately told, I expected a podcast to come out from UC right about it. Well, number one, I got important things to do. I coached three sports. And with COVID, everything was jam-packed. So I got more important things to do than immediately do that. I don't even think I post anything that bad. No, I don't think I did because, one, the NBA's ratings are down. I don't really watch anymore. I get highlights. I read it. I see what people post and all that good stuff. So that's where I get it from. The NBA's soft. Like LeBron James, pretty soft. Um, I've gotten some debates. I think they're debates with people about LeBron, but they make it personal and want to get in arguments. And so that's kind of where I stop or I try to figure out what they're saying. And it's hard to do when you're doing a message back and forth. It's not like this where we can have a discussion and, and go through it. But yes, I was supposed to be funny. I was supposed to be pretty funny with that quote. I think it was pretty funny because he says that quote. But before, remember when he rolled his ankle or, you know, he hurt himself, he said he'll never again be 100%. He will never be 100%. That will mess him up for the rest of his career. Really? That shows how soft you are. People break their legs and come back. People tear their ACLs and come back. People tear their Achilles, walk back on the court, and shoot the free throw and walk off. You rolled your ankle. You did something that you didn't tear your Achilles. Yeah, Kobe, honestly, didn't. he kind of came back himself, but not quite. But that was because age had caught up. Bless it. Like, okay. Let me start off by saying this. A lot of people have said this to me or post something, and it's said to people like me. We're not going to appreciate the greatness of LeBron James until he's gone. Well, the same people that say that, are the same people that did the thing with Kobe Bryant, the Nick Wrights of the world where they tweet about wanting him to fail. When Kobe, rest in peace, passed away with everybody else on the helicopter, he comes out and says, you know, I didn't realize the greatness until he was passed away, not retired from the NBA, that. So you people that say that, I'm going to get clear, at least from me, I appreciate the greatness of LeBron James. It doesn't seem like it. I have said over and over and over and over and over again, he is one of the best talents we've ever seen. He's one of the best athletes we've ever seen. He's one of the best basketball players we have ever seen in our lifetime, if ever again. Same thing. Now, I think that's where people knock Kobe because he's similar to Jordan. We will never see Michael Jordan again. We'll never see Kobe Bryant again. We'll never see LeBron James again. Like, they're specific. If that's what you want to hear from me as a LeBron hater, you got it. He is one of the best we've ever seen. I don't know if I'll put top five, and that's where you guys come at me, and that's fine, but that's my opinion. I mean, 150% top 10. Now, top five, yeah, I could come up with different things. Sure, top five. Let's go top five, sure. But if that's what you want to hear from me, great. I appreciate how good he is. I just don't like the NBA, so I just go with it, like I, or I don't watch it. So if that's what you want out of me, great. But here's my thing. 
I'm not even talking about greatest of all time. I'm talking about things to knock him on. You bring this, you play the narrative. You say you'll never be 100% again. Stuff like that. Like that shows the weak part of you. Now, he's better than me, probably tougher than me, and that's great. But I'm not like comparing him to other great players. They don't say things like that. They don't hurt their thigh when you first get to the Lakers, sit out for a little bit. Great. Like, I'm not knocking him for that. He actually was hurt. You know, he had a long, he's had a long career. He's played a lot of minutes. He's played a lot of games, and I respect him for it. And you get hurt. That's not load managing. You just get hurt. And yeah, you should be able to play if you can. If you honestly can't, then you don't. But then to come back and say, I'm going to get them to the playoffs, when he gets to the point where you don't make the playoffs, you and your trainer and doctor post a picture. I should have never played. I just want to show you guys how dedicated I am. I should have never played. That You're playing the narrative. You're making an excuse instead of just kind of saying, you know what? Yeah, I wasn't. I didn't do it. Even if you weren't 100%, don't use that as an excuse. Come out and say, I just didn't get it done. Now, outside of the media, off the social media, you could go to the doctor and say, I was hurt. But then... Maybe he needs to read Extreme Ownership. I don't know. I love Jocko. I would love to have a conversation with him. I'm going to reread that book. Then you take ownership and leadership of it and say, yeah, I got hurt. Okay, so what do I do to not get hurt again? Take ownership of it and and everything else. And he just doesn't do it, at least on camera. If he does it off camera, do it on camera. Unless you're playing a bit, kind of like the Skip Bayless's. Like, that's where my problem is. And I'm going off a little bit. Realistically... The Lakers could have won that series if Anthony Davis didn't get hurt. Um, but that just goes back to you should be able to take over when that guy gets hurt and you make a comment like that and, and then you can't back it up. Like, instead of saying that, you could come out and say, I'm going to do everything I can to help lead the this team. We're going to play as a team. Like, say something like that. He's just always played the narrative. He's come out and said he's the best player in the world. I don't believe Michael Jordan has ever come out in the media and said he's the best ever. Now, as he said it off camera, oh, I bet you. I bet you. And that's fine. But in the media world, be careful of what you say. I know if Michael Jordan played in today's era, he would get caught saying some stupid stuff. I guarantee it. But Michael also kind of knew the media. If you guys pay, if you Michael Jordan haters actually paid attention to Last Dance, He said he has his persona where when he's on the court, this is how he plays and how he acts. When he's with his family, he acts this way as a family man. When he's with his friends, he acts like a friend. When he gets out to the media, he has to be in a suit. He has to have a decent looking car. He has to answer things a certain way. He's going to answer them the way he wants, but he's going to answer them a certain way. That's what he knew. So you can't tell me if he played today that he still wouldn't do the same thing. He wouldn't play the narrative. He would play the game. And again, you can't tell me Michael Jordan had to make things up about people saying something about him or his mama for him to go out and score 60 or 70. He'd make it up. Could you imagine to be in social media where somebody actually says that to him? He would score 80. Like that's what I don't get. But anyway, LeBron plays a narrative. He says these quotes and then they lose, which just, it just fuels the fire. He brings a lot of it on himself. Like, and a lot, it could be cleared up. 
and that's what I understand about like LeBron James or politicians, like just come out to the media, come out and actually clear it up. Now the media sucks anyway. ESPN has taken a huge dive. Like I don't even like watching ESPN anymore. It's hard to watch some of these things where it's more like when we watch ESPN, when we watch Fox sports and this and that, we want to, yes, if I want real world stuff, I'm going to watch the news. I'm going to listen to certain podcasts. I'm going to go on YouTube and find the certain thing. When I watch those shows, I want just sports. Yes, sometimes real world things come, real world things come into it, but at the same time, it's just taking a dive. But LeBron has become more worried about other things. I hope Space Jam, Space Jam Two is a dive. But when he says these stupid quotes, when he comes out and says this, then you lose to the Phoenix Suns and Booker, who had the Mamba mentality. Kobe Bryant was with him and not with LeBron James, if that tells you anything. And then for every, and this is where I don't understand. I don't understand this. Everybody says Michael only won. And now I'm not the person that was happy or said like, oh my God, he lost in the first round. Yeah, Michael Jordan did some. Cool. LeBron played in the East. Yeah, so did Michael. But back then the East was the East. There is a reason why in the West it was just the Lakers for the longest time. In the East, you had Michael and his Bulls. You had the bad boy Pistons. You had the Boston Celtics. You had those Knicks teams. Then it rotated to where it was the West. You still had the Lakers. Then you had other teams step up. The Spurs. Houston was good. Like it just did a rotation. And now the East, is it's going to rotate back to the East. That's just what happens, and it's okay. But you have to be able to understand where we come from. You can't just say we're wrong. And I apologize to some people if I do that where I say you're wrong and I don't really think about it. I apologize. Maybe I need to take a step back and think about it as to what you're thinking. And I apologize for that. Maybe I need to take a step back. But, like, I just don't get... Like, I wasn't one of the people that said, like, he lost in the first round. I don't know why people are saying that. I'll I'll be honest with you. That's not something you can say to him. But here's where I kind of am, like, laughing. People say Michael Jordan didn't win until he got Scottie Pippen. Well, that took a while. And it's documented. Michael Jordan had to help Scottie Pippen learn how to win and learn how to get better. And then you have LeBron that goes with like Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh and this team that was and the rest around him were built as a team. Then you go to Cleveland and you have Kyrie Irving who is doing well with the Nets. And then you have him come to the Lakers where you get Anthony Davis, okay? So it goes back to this, well, Kobe didn't win without Shaq or whatever. And they keep acting, you LeBron fans act like LeBron can just do it all on his own. Well, then Anthony Davis gets hurt. He LeBron makes that stupid quote. Everybody says, yeah, that's LeBron. Well, when they lost, I said it earlier. I said if Anthony Davis was healthy, they'd win that series. That's what you LeBron fans said. Well, Anthony Davis was hurt. So right there, the hypocriticalness of you guys talking about Michael Jordan needs somebody, Kobe needs somebody, but LeBron can walk on water and make water in his wine and, and this and that, he can do no wrong. But then you say if Anthony Davis was healthy, they win that series. So that tells me 
LeBron needed somebody else to help him to get past the series. Then the excuses start pouring in of, well, he was hurt. He will never be 100% ever again because he said that and you guys bought into it. That's the stuff that makes people like me who are Michael Jordan fans, Kobe fans, very frustrated when you guys act that way and won't have this conversation with us to be like, okay, well, you tell us this. I'm going to tell you what you just said. But if I were to tell you that right now, you're going to come to me and say, no, you're wrong. If that's not what I said, you're taking what I said out of context and out of context and bring politic things like into it. It's sports. We can have these debates and have fun with it. We can have these debates and be able to come to see what is Steve thinking when he says this. Now, some of the things I say, outrageous, and I'm doing it to stir the pot and, and all that stuff. Absolutely. I admit it 100%. And if you guys do it, just admit it. But you people out there that say things like that, it comes right back to, okay, I can sit here and admit with you one person necessarily cannot win a championship. The closest one person in my lifetime where basketball was actually really competitive and had all these athletes and players and teams is Michael Jordan, in my opinion. I can have that conversation with somebody and we can see how I think. You can tell me how you think. It doesn't make it personal, whatever, and we're done. But yeah, did he have to have a little role players? Absolutely. So if you come to me and say, you know what? Yeah, LeBron needed another player, role players, or this team and the certain other all-star to help him. I could say, yeah, Kobe had Shaq. Kobe played with Pau Gasol. Now, Pau Gasol is not the same level as Shaq. That's another one where I could say is close, but but I'm getting off track. So if you but see, here's the problem: we can't have this debate or conversation when all you LeBron fans want to say is, "Well, he look at this team, look at this, blah 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 blah." No, you have to admit the type of player he had next to him, or two. And if you can admit that to me, we can have this debate and conversation, and probably end up on the same page. But that's where the frustrating part is, and that's why I say these sometimes blasphemous things, or sometimes take it. Excuse me, another step further, all that stuff. So that's where I come from. I don't know about other LeBron or uh, you can call me a LeBron hater. That's fine. Other LeBron haters, sometimes they say way crazier things than I do, but you put us all in this group. And I apologize. I put some of the LeBron fans in a certain group. Some out there are very well able to have a conversation and debate and see where we come from on the other side and all that stuff. So I apologize for some of that, and I'll be honest. Like, yes, and be a man. I apologize for for grouping some together. I apologize sometimes for stirring the pot. Sometimes it's fun, and I like having conversations and debates with people that actually have conversation and debates. And if I've ever made it personal, whoever listens to this, if I made it personal, I apologize for making it personal. I honestly do, unless it's Brad, that's fine. But yeah, I apologize for that, and. But at the same time, please understand where we think. And I'm able to have this conversation. But you, but going back to me being a hater here, you you post stupid things, you say these stupid quotes, and then you get knocked out by the Suns. Then you get, like I said, the, the thing that was funny to me was these LeBron fans saying, "Well, if Anthony Davis was healthy, he would they would have won the series." So now you're kind of proving the point of that. Then the excuses come out. Well, the injury. Well, he's old. Well, this. You. You can't eat your cake and have it too. That's the proper way to say that, apparently. Not eat your cake and have it too. Or 
you can't eat your or whatever. You guys know what I'm talking about. So I just wanted to start off with an inspirational quote. Talk about that. Get off that one with my chest. That was the big topic. Other little snippets here I just want to address from my personal opinion and hopefully get Brad and Nathan on. We talked more about this. Julio Jones is finally traded from the Falcons to the from the Falcons to the Titans. That's gonna be dangerous with Brown and him and Henry. That running attack. Now you got to pick. Are you going to stop the run or the pass? That run game is going to open up the pass so much, or vice versa. They might say, you know what? We're fast. If the NFL defense is fast enough to come flying up on the run, they might just say, hey, you know what? We don't trust your quarterback. Pass. Well, hell, all you got to do is throw it up, and one of them are going to get it. Or they're going to be so focused on them, your hand down tight end could sneak in for a short route. Derrick Henry can run a route like I'm not saying they're going to go undefeated. I'm not saying they're going to win the Super Bowl. But what I'm saying is if they can get their defense fixed, get that back going with Vrabel, I think he'll be able to fix that. They're just going to be that team you don't want to see, especially if they start getting hot and it's the end of the year. If they struggle a little bit, kind of like the Tampa Bay Bucks did, if they start to struggle at the beginning and then they get hot at the end, that's going to be that team – you don't want to see in the playoffs. And if they can stay healthy, and apparently Julio Jones looks great. Apparently it was reported that he was out catching passes and stuff. He just apparently looks good because I know he had the thigh injury. He does, He got said called injury prone. And I don't know why. I don't know why he was um, labeled as injury prone. I think last year was the first time he was hurt. And he got labeled um, energy prone. I think that's the first time he was ever hurt. And they said that seeing him run, he looked good. The thigh looks good. So if he's looking good and Henry stays healthy the year, that's the one that scares me. I think he'll stay healthy. But when you run a guy like that for a while, um, you're afraid of the health of him. So if he can stay healthy, Brown can stay healthy, Julio Jones stays healthy. Think we'll they'll be okay. I don't think they'll go undefeated. I don't think that they're. I don't even know if they're going to win the Super Bowl because we've seen an offense like this in the Patriots. Now they almost went undefeated. They almost won the Super Bowl. You know, but um, but that's we'll see. I'm not saying that. I just think they're going to have a good offense. Fair one stays healthy. Um. Then the question is, can Ryan Tannehill continue to improve? Because before, he just needed to make short passes and just turn the hand the ball off to Henry. That's all you had to do. But now you're going to have to make longer passes. So we're going to have to see the progression he has made. He's gotten better very um, consistently, but he hasn't had to do a whole lot. He He's had good games, but he hasn't had to do a whole lot. So that's going to be an interesting thing. Now, what's kind of shocking to me was, I don't know if Julio had the... the um, I would say he had the power to approve this trade. So it was kind of shocking. He went there. Um, if, if I were him, maybe look at the Patriots. Um, it would have been awesome. Well, okay. I'm a bears fan and a Colts fan. So I guess if I would have said Colts, that would have been huge. And if Carson Wentz, I'm not a huge Carson Wentz guy. I've had a podcast episode kind of going after him. But if he went there, if he went to the Colts, 
and Carson Wentz just changed, reinvented himself, that would have been dangerous. They would have been really good. But if he went to the Packers, that would have ended the whole Aaron Rodgers thing, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, as a Bears fan, I don't want to see that because going to the Packers, that would suck. But if he went to the Packers, I think Aaron Rodgers would have came back. No Hawaii anymore, no Jeopardy. He would have been back. But I'm kind of that's why I'm kind of shocked of maybe maybe he had no say. I have no idea. But he wanted to go, and maybe because the run game will open it up for him. He's got Brown on the other side. So you've got another wide receiver to make so Julio's not going to get double teamed the whole time. Maybe. Um I'm not sure. So I'm, in a way, I'm kind of shocked that he, if he could approve it, that it got approved that he, that he gave the thumbs up to like, I'm going to go here. Um, but good for him. He didn't want to be in Atlanta again, not shocking, but like you had Matt Ryan, um, you're bringing Pitts in as a tight end for another thing. You, you had offensive weapons. They could score. It was just winning the game. Maybe he's just like, you know what? I gave you guys time. You made it to the Super Bowl. We didn't get it done. I gave you guys other time, and it just never happened. I got to get out of here. He likes the coach, too, so maybe it's just a lot of things. But a part of me was a little surprised. But watch out for them Titans. The Coach Steve Show is sponsored by the Launchpad Kickoff Team. If you're a football coach out there, high school, college, NFL, doesn't matter, and you're looking for that edge for your special teams, for your kicker, for the kickoff, onsides, you guys need to go to launchpadkickofftee.com. If you have a younger guy trying to develop the kicker, you want the ball to get to the end zone, you need to go to Launchpad Kickoff Tee. This tee gives a coach a strategic options for squib kicks, onsides, everything. It is proven that your kicker will kick off farther. It is legal for NCAA, for high school, okay? The Launchpad Kickoff Tee is a game changer. So if you go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS to use the code CSS, you can get a Launchpad Kickoff Tee for 10% off. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS. You can use the code CSS for the Coach Steve Show to get 10% off. Also, there's a bundle. You can get one for 10% off. You can go to two and get more percent off, or there's an option to buy four. If you click the option to buy the four kickoff tees, if you like it so much, when you use the code CSS, you'll get the fourth one free. So instead of paying full price for all four, you'll get three. So go to launchpadkickofftee.com slash CSS, use the code CSS, get 10% off, buy four to get the fourth one free. This is a game changer, guys. It does more than just hold your balls. Go get the Launchpad Kickoff Tee today to give your kicker an edge for next season. As you guys know, the Coach Steve Show is also brought to you by the Unhinged Sports Network. The Unhinged Sports Network is a 24-hour, seven days a week, 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash teamready non-stop playing uh, radio podcast about any sport that you guys can imagine. They have a proud partnership with Fanatics. So if you go to the link in the description, uh, go to Fanatics, use that link, and go get some gear to support the Coach Steve Show and to support the Unhinged Sports Network. They have deals all the way up to 70% off. They have deals for free shipping, and they have every single sports team you can think of. Your college team is going to be on there. Your professional team is going to be on there. They have good deals on jerseys, t-shirts, hats, socks, anything you want. So please use the link in the description to go to fanatics.com. Say big on your team's gear to help support the the Unhinged Sports Network and to support the Coach Steve Show. I hope they don't do poorly. I'm a Julio Jones fan from, you know, watching him play at Alabama because I'm a Nick Saban guy. Very exciting, but it's going to be interesting. But he apparently is running really well. That thigh looks – apparently it's reported good. He's catching balls. He's doing this. He's doing that. Good for him. I hope they do well. You know, I think over the past year and a half – I'm not saying I'm a Titans fan, but you – at least for me, I'm like, I like like them, you know. Sometimes they run the ball every single play, but that's fine. Like, I just – I think all of us, actually, it's not just me. I think we all slowly became a fan. They kind of came out of nowhere – um, they fix their if they can fix their defense and go back to what it was uh, before this last year, they're going to be dangerous. If they can keep Henry healthy and Ryan Tannehill, if he can get the deep ball going with them, or maybe he doesn't have to. Maybe it's going to you know when they run them off deep, they run their posts or they run these long twelve yard curls or these in routes, these drive routes, dig routes shallow routes or whatever it opens up things for everybody else so it's like you got to it still has a defense going against them you've got to pick if they i think you stop the run and force ryan Tannehill to pass but if he has improved and you're trying to play julio one-on-one you're not doubling him you're not taking a safety over there you're not taking one of your backers out there and just standing him out there to take away the short route and hopefully your corners off a little bit and just a linebacker standing there takes that read away but then are you going to do the same thing to the other side with Brown? So then you've got – you're focusing on them. like Because you can't bring everybody to the box and expect – because if Ryan Taylor gets one or two of those to them, then now you got to make a decision. So it's going to be tough to game plan, I think. I, but I think if you're a defensive coordinator, you say, you know what? Henry kills people in the run. If we can come out and establish with our box that we can control the line of scrimmage, we can keep the lineman off of our linebackers, and we can fly up and make a play, 
I think that's what you do. I think that's the right way to go about it for them. But great for Julio Jones. Um, so we'll see. They're going to be that team you don't want to see. I kind of foresee them going – I kind of foresee them – they might look like Tampa Bay where they start out not sucking, but they start out a little rough because they got to get the flow – little bit and then if they get hot you just don't want to see them in the playoffs um speaking of bears one of my favorite linemen to watch when he was at oregon and when he was with the chicago bears kyle long he's been retired for a little bit he was doing different things i think he retired for a couple reasons he just didn't have the love of the game chicago bears organization is just crazy he's been critical of the bears the organization the owners Matt Nagy in particular, been very critical. But I think he he had the love of the game. He became unretired. Um, I think he tried out for the Oakland Raiders, I guess Las Vegas Raiders. His dad played with them, so that's kind of where he was. He was out there, and then he goes to Kansas City, and all of a sudden it was like, he's a Kansas City chief. I was happy for him. I would love, if anybody could help me out, Maybe not now. Maybe he couldn't do it. But I would love to even have like a 15, 20-minute conversation on here with Kyle Long. He was one of my favorite linemen to watch when he was on the Bear at Oregon and when he was on the Bears. One of my favorite linemen to watch. Seems like a really nice guy, really cool guy. And when he was with the Bears, he was all about the Bears. So there's that loyalty factor. He was all about the Bears. I think he actually likes the city of Chicago. Well, maybe not now, but at the time. And so I was really happy for him to, to, to go with Kansas City. And Kansas City knew that their line was a thing, you know, to really look at. They were not very healthy in the Super Bowl. To get an experienced guy like Kyle Long to come in there was a really good move because they're trying to build a dynasty up. Was really happy for him. And then it just came out that he has a lower leg injury. Apparently it was his knee, but then they just said lower leg injury. And depending on what type of injury they were saying, it could last till it. Because I don't even know if he's fully made the team yet. I think he's not the NFL. The way it works is a little different. I hope he's on the team. And I hope this injury, he's back week one. Now, not too early to where he'll re-injure it, but he posted that he's done everything he could. He's worked really hard. He's going to work really hard to be back. Prayers to him. I really hope that he comes back and he's playing and he plays the whole season and um, has a lot of success. I was really, I wasn't mad at him at all. I completely understand. There's a reason why me, Brad, and Nathan, we put the poll out. There's a reason why we are Colts fans now. If Kansas City wasn't competing to win the Super Bowls and they were just winning 9, 10, 11 games a year, maybe we would have been fans of them because of Kyle Long being on the team. So prayers to Kyle Long. I hope he gets healthy. I hope he can play and have a lot of success. And I hope the Bears get a different owner or organization or um, upper management and a different coach. And maybe one day he can come back to the Bears or retire as a Chicago Bear because he gave everything he had to it. He, he, you know, he got hurt a little bit. I do not blame him. It was just everything with the Bears was mishandled a lot. So prayers to him. I hope that he can come back healthy and have a lot of success for Kansas City. Maybe reports will come out exactly what this leg injury is. Right now, it's just a lower leg thing. Hockey, I think, labels them like that. So hopefully he can come back and uh, compete at a high level. Um, 
college football, Nick Saban was signed through the 2028 season. I think his contract will technically end in 2029. I think he's going to make upwards of $9 million a year. So Alabama's all invested in Coach Saban. Um, he's probably the... Sometimes I think coaches make too much money, but if you want to talk about a coach that's worth every penny that you get is Coach Saban. I was kind of, sh- I'm not shocked by the fact that they're extending his contract because they're investing in him. Why you would be the biggest moron in the world to get rid of Coach Saban. There is no reason to get rid of him. But what I mean is, it seemed like he was almost done because there was those rumors. Uh, maybe it wasn't a rumor, maybe it was actually reported that Coach Harkeesian was supposed to be like the next person after Coach Saban. So that was kind of leaning towards is he thinking about being done after they won the championship? That was the most emotional I think we've ever seen Coach Saban ever. And so was that a hint of he knows this is going to be done here in a couple years, two years, whatever? I think it was a mixture. I think he knows he was going to be done soon-ish. And I think because of COVID year, all the stuff he's had to go through, he actually got COVID. And after having COVID before myself, it's not anything you want. It's not fun. So for him getting COVID – Going through the type of year they did, I think that's why he was that emotional to be like, he's very proud that they've made it through and all that. So that could be why. Um, but to sign him for that long, maybe they just did it just in case he wants to coach. And then when he retires, it's done. But that's a big college football thing. Congratulations to him. He deserves it. He works really hard. He gets those kids to play really hard. You know, he's a winner. He's one of the best football coaches we've ever seen in our life. He has to be the best college football coach we've ever seen. He is top two or three best football coaches we have ever seen ever, in my opinion. And he is the best college football coach we have ever seen. And it's looking like we're getting out of this COVID thing. And when we get back to college football, we might have full uh, people in the stadium. So hopefully we can get to some games. That's going to be exciting. I'm excited for Illinois football. I'm excited for what Coach Bielema does. And again, if anybody can get me in touch with Coach Bielema and even coaches on the staff to come on and talk, I would love it. I'd love to have a conversation with Coach Bielema. I am excited. He is getting recruits. They are out working their tails off. They're doing the right things. They're getting people to buy in. They're recruiting the state. They're doing what they need to do. It's exciting. Um, so that's exciting. The Nick Saban extension is exciting. College football is going to be back soon. It's just all great. We're, we're getting back to some normalcy. It's fantastic. Um, and then another report. People apparently are loving, I guess, Justin Fields is looking pretty good in Bears practice. Me and Coach West were very uh, critical of this pick, but I am on the record, if you go back and listen, if he comes out and plays well, I will eat my words. And I hope he does well. I want that to be on the record. Again, I want him to do well. I'm not a fan. One, because he's on Ohio State. Two, watching the Ohio State and looking at a deep dive of everything. I have just go back and listen, you know. I hope he improved. I hope it's true that he's looking good. But I think to start him would be bad. Start Andy Dalton, get Justin Fields to learn, bring him on in later is what I think. 
if you start him now, you might ruin it. Look how good Aaron Rodgers was sitting back. Now he got to watch one of the greatest of all time and Brett Favre. Even Tom Brady didn't start right away. Now he came in later then took advantage. Maybe that's what you do. Peyton Manning came in. That's a rare case. But most of the time, if you start a quarterback, they don't do exceptionally well. Now, if he just if he's that good and he just beats Andy Dalton and them, okay, good, more power to him. But don't ruin him before you get started. So that's all I'm going to say about that. I did see a report where I think it was Mooney maybe. He said he was smiling in mid-stride getting the deep ball from Fields. We'll see when there's a defense out there. Like like me and Coach West said, there was times where he was overthrowing posts by seven or eight yards. There was times where when he played actually like really, really good corners in like Northwestern and Indiana. Yeah, he might be able to get some yards, but he had no touchdowns. He'd have interceptions, like all that stuff. Um, the big game you can give him to is Clemson. Um, but then like even Alabama and all like all that stuff. Um, I hope that he doesn't turn into like uh, Jackson where he, they, they're running this option. We're here in a year. They're going to catch up to it. So it will piss me off again if Matt Nagy calls plays, if he starts and that fit him because he didn't do that with Mitchell Trubisky. Um, because they're similar players, I think Justin Fields is more athletic. But Mitchell Trubisky's game was zone, RPO, short passes, play action, um, power reads, zone, all that stuff, moving him outside the pocket. Screen like that type of stuff. Matt Nagy loves a pocket passer. I don't know if Justin Fields is your pocket passer. So if I see if we see him start to call an offense that fits him and that would have fit Mitchell Trubisky, I'm going to be irate, and I will call for Matt Nagy to be gone again, or we need to do another whatever. But I I don't wish ill will on Justin Fields, and if he is that good, I will eat my words and say you're right. But that's just a report that he's looking really good. So good. You know, at the end of the day, I'm a Bears fan, so I'm not a bandwagon person. If they do well, I'll say, you know what? You're right. He's playing very well, and I'll have to give him props. And that's fine with me. I'm like you LeBron fans. And then, of course, drama with Aaron Rodgers is still going on. Um, What more can you say? He's unhappy with the organization. Apparently, it's reported they're trying everything, flying out to talk to him. They didn't get Julio Jones. I don't know if that was a part of it. I don't. We, we the thing is, we really don't know everything that's going on. Is it about money? Is it that he was just giving them opportunities and they just haven't changed anything? Then there's been reports about how they've handled Brett Favre, where when Brett Favre maybe didn't come to certain camps, they would give all the reps to Aaron Rodgers, and they I think it was said on the Pat McAfee show maybe where they said, "Oh my gosh, we have Aaron Rodgers." We have Aaron Rodgers, but then they were very loyal to Brett Favre. Is he feeling the type of thing like, oh my gosh, I've, is Aaron Rodgers like I've seen this before where the way they treated Brett Favre, they're treating me. Um, is he just not seeing them going forward? Is it because the Packers really don't have like an owner, just a bunch of different people running it? I don't know. The, the, the thing is, it just kind of came out of nowhere, you know, and especially because they're winning. It wasn't like they're the Bears where they go eight and eight or six and nine and all that stuff or six and ten. They're winning, and 
competing to win. Now, is he just not seeing the right pieces added? I have no idea. Is he just done being in the Green Bay? That's fine, too. Like, if he's just done, he's done. But the crazy thing is, usually when reports like this happen, you get a report as to why. Like, I want out of here due to this. Kind of like Julio. Julio was like, I gave you guys opportunities. I want out. Or are you just tired of living there? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know why Aaron Rodgers wants to leave. Now, as a Bears fan, if he goes, he goes. Great. Uh, over the years, I've become a fan. Watching him on the Pat McAfee show, I've become more of a fan. You see more of him. See what he's about. Um, so I've, I've slowly, over the years, become a fan of his. I, it's hard to root, though, because you're a Bears fan. He's playing for the Packers and all that stuff. Uh, but... I really don't know what the what the deal is with with him leaving um, or wanting to leave because I think that's their crazy part is that there's been real no reason just besides he's just not happy with the organization, um, but he's not at OTAs and they said they could find him up to like ninety three thousand dollars, so that's the next big thing. He's just not there now. To some people and even me, I'm like, is that hu a huge deal? I mean, it's the beginning of the summer. They do that. They go home for a little bit. They come back. I think Aaron Rodgers knows the playbook. I know he went to Hawaii. He's on vacation. Deserves a little time to relax. But at the end of the day, that's still a leadership thing where if you're Aaron Rodgers and you don't at least show up or communicate, what does that say to other people? And I know that I'm coming from a high school perspective and I've never coached college, but like even from that perspective, from talking to college football coaches, the leadership part of it, I think, is a little different um, in that. So maybe in the NFL, since it's so business, we're like, oh, he, he's got to watch out for him. He's got to take care of himself. But it's reported that he's content to sit out too. So, I mean, he's content to do that. He'll lose millions of dollars if he does that. Um, if the Packers find him the $93,000 and he has to write them a check, <clears throat> now to him, that's nothing. But it's also a slap in the face to working people because for me, if you give me $93,000, I wouldn't have to work for a year and a half probably. So I think sometimes you see those numbers and it's slapped to the face of the blue-collar workers. Um, but to him, it's nothing. But he'd be at millions of dollars, I think, if he sat out. Um, but apparently he's content to, to sit out. Um, the report changes every day. And then we don't really know what's true, what isn't. It's been a normal eight years of media. And like I said, certain sports places are, it's hard to believe them. Um, this mini camp is great to kind of just get the group back and camaraderie and all that. But at the end of the day, a lot of players don't want it. They think they should have more time off, maybe make it optional and all that stuff. So maybe Aaron Rodgers, that's why he's like, you know what, I'm content to sit out. But maybe he's saying that now because he knows really deep down. Like, he knows the offense. He knows the players. After his vacation, you can't tell me he's not going to go work out and be ready for if he does decide to play for the Packers, if he gets actually traded or gets somewhere else. I don't think he can retire and then unretire um, and then go somewhere else. He'd still be with the Packers. I think he maybe could retire and not lose all this money. Or maybe if he retires, he won't lose as much money. Um but then um, 
Green Bay's going on as business as usual. So you're hearing both things of like they're doing everything they can to help him, but then they're also like, this is the NFL, though. We're the Green Bay Packers. We're move, we'll move on. We'll move on without him. And so you hear both of these, and if that's true, he's that's going to piss them off even more of like, oh, this is what you really think of me. And maybe that's where he's kind of realizing like, oh, because remember when Brett Favre retired for like the eighth time, Aaron Rodgers went through camp, they were getting ready. All of a sudden, Brett Favre was like, you know, I want to play. And he tries to come back, and the Packers say, they kind of put their foot down, and they said, nope, we're going to go with Rodgers. And that's where Brett Favre gets traded to the Jets, doesn't have a good year, gets traded to the Vikings, and has a fantastic year. He, you know, he's a bounty gate or whatever it was away, broken ankle thing away, a throw away from going to the Super Bowl chance to win the Super Bowl. So maybe that's why after some of this, maybe Rodgers is sitting back like, I'm going to watch them crumble and give me more fuel to my fire and more reasoning for me to be like, yeah, this is why I want to go. And maybe he's seeing like, this is how they treated Brent Favre. They're treating me this way too. I brought you a Super Bowl. We go to these five NFC championship games. You know, I'm the MVP and the team plays to this level and we're just not going in the direction and all this and that. And, so it's just crazy that every single day, twice a day, we get different reports and that there's no real <clears throat> one reason reported. It's not like I want more money. I'm not happy with my contract. And he's come out and said it's not about, uh, I believe it's Jordan Love. He straight up said it's not about him. He likes him. He's like, he's a good guy. And then at first, Jordan Love was making good passes. They're like, we really got to get Aaron Rodgers back. Then after a couple of days of throwing, it's like, oh, he's looking pretty good. So that's why I think they're like, we're just going to move on. Um, maybe they come back and say, you know what? If you come back and play for this year, we will trade you next year. Something like that. But I don't know how it's going to go down. He's pretty content to sit out. Is he just saying that because he knows this is mini camp and 100% is it that serious? I don't know. And where is he going to go? Where are they going to trade him? I if, if the 40, I like Jimmy G, if 49ers got something, maybe he wants to go out there. But you're training in the NFC, though. So they might try to go AFC. I originally I'd say the Patriots, but what are you going to trade for him? You have Cam Newton, you have Mac Jones now. Do you still go after him? If the Colts ain't Carson once, I'd say that. But he's going to choose where he wants to go, too. He wants to win. He's going to win now. Maybe the 49ers are it, but you train them in the, within the NFC. What's an AFC team that needs a quarterback? Well, maybe I, I don't know. I have no idea where you could trade them, what's going to happen. No idea. And that's the crazy part is that we just don't know. Now, does this look bad on Aaron Rodgers? A little bit. Um, it goes back to a LeBron thing where LeBron has empowered a lot of NBA players to be like, I'm going to make a decision. I'm not going to play out through my contract. If I don't want to be here, trade me, or I'm going to sit out. So in a way, here and there, um, you have to. I, we, I think we have to understand what they go through because just because they have the money doesn't mean they're fully happy with a lot of things. Um, is, there's And there's probably a lot of behind-the-door scene stuff that we don't know about and we may never know. And again, going back to the last eight years, if not longer, it's hard for us to trust news medias, and it's become harder for us to trust certain news reporters. Um, 
So a lot of there's certain people um, that you could look at and really believe, but a lot we don't know. Um, no idea. As a Bears fan, see ya. But as a fan, as I slowly become of him, it's it's sad to see this. But at the same time, he'll play. I don't think he'll sit out. And I think that's what the Packers are kind of hoping on. Like I'm gonna we're gonna call your bluff because he'll lose millions of dollars. But maybe that doesn't matter to him. Maybe he's like, I have millions of dollars. I have sponsorships. I'll sit out. But that will hurt him, I think. Yeah, it's rest, but you're also taking time away, like a whole year of not playing. I know Tim Tebow's about to do it, but Aaron Rodgers is a little older, plays a hard position. But he's pretty smart, so it's just going to be crazy to see. Hopefully we get some news about it soon. Um. And yeah, that's about all I got for this one. I wanted to get that motivational quote out and other sports topics and everything else. Baseball's in full swing. I get to go to a Cubs game soon, which will be exciting because we get to go back to sports. Um, hockey's playoffs and championship is coming in full swing. And that's about it. I mean, and we'll get college football news. There's NFL news. Um, so yeah, um, I appreciate everybody listening to this. I appreciate everybody listening to other episodes. Please go listen to them. There's great people, great coaches that I've talked to, great other people about other things other than just sports on there. Please like and subscribe the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. The podcast is on Spotify. Like and subscribe. Apple, like and subscribe. Um, Please leave a four or five-star review. If you want to leave an actual written review, please go ahead. If you don't want to leave one, then don't. If you don't like it, please don't do that. If you don't like this, move on. I'm not trying to be mean, but please, it really helps me out when there's four or five star reviews. Really helps with the like and subscribe and sharing it out. And I appreciate everybody that has done that and does do that. I appreciate you 100%. Hopefully this grows some more. It's going to be a slow process. Um, I'm glad everybody is safe. I'm glad that everything's reopening. We're getting back to some normalcy. I'm very happy for that. And I hope everyone is still safe and we continue to be safe. Um, I'm really happy for everybody that anybody that listens to this at all and i appreciate every one of you so again like subscribe share out five star review if you don't like the to leave a review and you don't like it please just don't do anything just leave it alone just don't do it go listen to a different episode if you don't like this one go yeah please, please don't got nothing nice to say don't say anything at all i appreciate every single one of you and i'm going to see you guys next time